Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donsko. I'm Henry Larson. I'm Peter Turepko, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Washington is upon us, the city open, and Rafael Nadal is about to embark on his first match back on the hard courts, and he has a very, very big task at hand because he's dropping 500 points uh, in this tournament, so he has to win the tournament to maintain number three, JG. It's a big ask because he doesn't really want to be dropping down the rankings. I think we were talking about off air. Is it really a big difference between third and fourth? Not massively. The real issue comes into play when he gets sort of fifth or sixth and stuff. And fifth is a possibility for him if Zverev yeah. is to win some of the big tournaments coming up. I know he's not in uh, in the City Open, but he's entering Toronto, I believe, the one afterwards. Um, and Cincinnati. And Cincinnati as well. So it's... It's important for me that Rafa wins this event. And I think he's in a really good place too. I've seen some clips of him training. He's playing well. He seems to be embracing the the, the surrounding area. Obviously, he's been on a few little trips today, which was making me giggle. Uh, <laughs> getting mixed up with the buildings. But, but no, he seems to be in good spirits. He's answered some good interview questions as well. And his focus is on the City Open right now. Can he win it? Well, we'll find out today if he can get through the... I think it's the second round because he got a bye in the first against Jack Sock. That's a tricky opposition in America. But personally, I fancy him to to do very well this tournament. And as you know, I've got him winning the whole thing. But I think it is a must win in the fact that I want him to still remain near the top of the rankings. Let's keep the number three. We don't want Sid to pass taking number three. We want Rafa to stay where he is uh, and just, I don't know, keep the gap there. I know he's, he's not getting number one anytime soon. Djokovic has completely obliterated the rankings. 
Um, and fair play because he's been the best player the last few years. Um, but if Rafa is to able just to win the events he's playing, even though it's not as many as what we'd expect, then he's going to keep his ground. And for me, focus is keeping the top three. Top four yes. at worst. Indeed. As we know, Daniel Medvedev, he didn't really have many points to defend over the past few months. So he's made his way up into that second place position there just behind Djokovic. Uh, didn't even have to do too well at Wimbledon or at the French Open to, to get himself there. Yeah. As you can see, he'll be dropping some points from this tournament, but he's so far ahead of Tsitsipas at the moment, it doesn't yeah. seem to matter. Yeah, it's the like one... number one, you can see 12,000 points, Djokovic is well clear. You've got Daniel Medvedev there, he's not dropping that many, but he's quite clear in second. The real competition for me is sort of the places afterwards, so like three to six. Um, there's a lot of opportunities there for them players. Dominic team, he's not been playing very well, so you can kind of, he's only going to be dropping points for me because he must be holding on to a few. But then it's the other lot, Sitapas, Nadal, Zverev. Zverev's shown already in the Olympics. He can play very well and he's hitting a good patch of form. I think he's a big threat for the upcoming tournaments, so watch out for him. And that's why I put a lot of emphasis on this as a must-win for Rafa because currently he sits at number four as he's dropped the dropped these points off and Sitapas moves up to number three. If Rafa's to win the tournament, you can see there the max points eight two seventy, which would push him back into back into third spot. Indeed, and as you can see, just below him there, you have got Alex Zverev just waiting in the wings. He is around about five hundred points behind him at the moment. You would think Rafa's going to get through at least a, a couple of rounds uh, in this tournament, so he's going to extend it no matter yeah. what. You'd think, yeah. but. We've got two Masters 1000s on the horizon and Zverev is in the hat for both of them. And he's just won the Olympic gold medal. Mm. It's probably going to be one of the favourites, I would have yeah. thought, heading into these tournaments. And Rafa needs to be worried, I think, because if you don't manage to win this tournament, there's a real possibility you could find yourself in fifth seed going into the US Open. And then you might find yourself in a quarterfinal instead of a semi-final versus someone like a Novak Djokovic. Yeah. And that that's nobody wants that when you're going into a hard court tournament as Mate. we know. Well, it's big Djokovic at US Open. That's a brilliant so. point you make and it's not just any US Open. This is going to be the biggest ever US Open. They're going into it 2020 20 grand slams. He spoke about the pressure of the whole thing and he's 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 reveling in it. He's excited. He's up for it. He said he's not feeding any... Well, I forget his exact quote, but he's not... Is it not any extra pressure? Okay. Uh, he, I've got it here. He's saying, the fact that me, Roger Novak, are tied on 20 Grand Slam titles doesn't increase my motivation. My approach doesn't change. I will not be frustrated if Roger or Novak win the US Open. I've already achieved um, something I have never dreamed about before. So for him, he's already done his pinnacle, but I think he's underplaying it, if I'm honest. I think they're the kind of words to sort of, it's a tactic to get the pressure off you. Yeah. Mate. Of course, this means more than other ones, surely. <laughs> it's going to, it's just the biggest one, surely. Yeah. Uh, out of all of them, I think, uh, this is the first person to get to 21, has to be suddenly considered the greatest, surely, at that, at that point in time. So we'll wait yeah. and see who it is. Obviously, Roger Federer, 
He's going to be making some appearances coming up soon as well. I think he's entered into, is it Cincinnati possibly? He may even be in the Toronto one as well. I know Andy Murray has a wild card yeah. into Cincinnati again. Great to hear that. Go on, Andy. Remember last year, beat Zverev there. Yeah. That's another big point. Zverev not defending many points, whereas Rafa defending 1,000 points at, uh, in Toronto where he's reigning champion. And uh, in Cincinnati, I don't believe he has any any points at that tournament from last year because I think he just uh, took that one off, I believe. Yeah. I think it was a uh, Raonic-Djokovic final, wasn't it? But yeah. Zverev only got up to the second round. So it's sort of a good one for him to be able to build more points and try and catch Rafa. I'm assuming both of them are going to be there, though. Yeah. Do you want to go on to the next screenshot? Yes. I think it sort of uh, talks it, about what you're saying. <laughs> yes, you I'm just, just showing the dates of when things are coming up. We do have Toronto uh, and we do have Cincinnati. Uh, as you see there, it doesn't look like Djokovic will be playing in Toronto, but he will be there in Cincinnati defending his points from last yeah. year. Uh, yeah, no, Cincinnati is due to be huge, though, because you're going to have the big three in it, apparently. Yes. I, I feel like some one of them is going to, maybe one or two will drop out. Not sure who. Probably Djokovic will definitely be there, you'd think, as like a preparation event for the US Open. But maybe, are we going to see Federer there if he's just done Toronto? Maybe not. But let's mm. see. It'd be great. I, ideally, right now, let's just be positive. All three are going to be playing. Yes. I mean, won't that be exciting as well? Because I'm guessing it's going to be there or thereabouts around uh, his birthday, that Toronto one. So uh, he's going to be 40 years old, I think, just the day before it starts, the oh, 8th right. of August. So he might be playing the day after his 40th birthday. I wonder who's going to get the treat of playing Roger Federer when he's 40 first so it's going to be an interesting one that and uh, obviously it's going to be his first ever grand slam at 40 years old as well and i'm sure serena will probably be in the same boat i believe yeah so i'm not sure when her birthday is though i'll have to do a mentally if either of them can actually win a grand slam at 40 oh. years or older oh september be, for serena sorry it would be something special but i'm not sure if we're going to see it dominic team in sixth there no tournament mm. for him until the us open that's in doubt as well um, it's not been the season we was we was really hoping for team. I think we both had him oh, at our start of year predictions well up there, maybe third or something, but he's suffering. It's, yeah, it's very sad. Uh, I was just going to have a quick look to see it, it, about his injury, see if there was an update. Uh, I think uh, team's coach gave a US... Uh, it's about the wrist injury, isn't it, that forced yeah. him to withdraw from Wimbledon and the Masters tournaments as well um his coach let's see if the, what they've said about it i've not had a chance to actually have a look quickly before this it says team has been unable to play since injuring his wrist on the grass courts of mallorca in june and was forced to wear a splint for five weeks yeah. he released a statement on his instagram after undergoing medical examinations on his wrist which said tests found that there was no oh, there is a detachment of the posterior sheath uh, of the ulnar side of the right wrist, an injury that will not allow him to compete in the circuit for several weeks. So it's quite a serious injury, especially for somebody like him. He uses a lot of uh, top spin. He's doing a lot of rotation. And I do worry for him because this could this could be potentially like a persistent injury as well. With your hands, they're, they're quite like brittle things. 
Uh, not the there's all small bones in there. And I know that when people have problems with their feet as well and have broken bones in their feet, they sometimes struggle to recover from those. But you just got to hope that he's the time off he's given it is going to allow it to heal enough for him to play. I don't want him coming back early and just wrecking uh, the rest of his career, though. Yeah. So Yeah, no. Well, that's a good little roundup on, on Dominic team. But on the big topic of of Rafa, we've got some people in the chat saying, uh, Almino saying, if I was Nadal, I'd rather be four. Uh, at least then he will be in Medvedev's half, not Novak. The thing is, that's not necessarily the case, mm, as uh, 68 no. saying, because number three or four can be drawn into the same half as number one or two. Exactly. Um, which is a good point. You've got Gene saying number three seed usually ends up in the top half. Um, yeah. And then, where's the other one I was going to cool. read? And you got here, which is exactly what you said at the start of the thing. Not a biggie from three to four, but a drop to five then means a possible quarter final against Djokovic during the hardcourt US Open. Obviously, the US Open is the big focus for us. And that's yeah. where he needs to... This is why I put a lot of emphasis on the use, the, the reason I used the word must win. Because I think he just needs to get these points here, win this tournament, not just for his confidence, but for the fact that it will. I don't think it's guaranteed that he then doesn't become number five, but it helps him and puts him in good stead not to be dropping down too much. Any yeah. points are better than none. And I think it's just better to, to pick up some points now before we go into, say, Cincinnati or Toronto um, and just sort of spread the gap between him, uh, Pass, and Zverev. Yeah, indeed. So I just put it back up so you can see the points again there. Um, yeah, I don't think Dominic Team's going to be chasing anytime soon. He's not playing anything for the US Open. He'll just have to take whatever position he gets in the draw. I don't think Rublev's going to be able to. I think they're too far behind these these other guys, to be honest, to really catch up there. Federer needs to try and hang in that top 10 by the looks of it. He's uh, He could slip out of that. If, uh, I don't Schaffer... think he can. I don't think he can stay in there for longer. It's just, well, it's a bit crazy that Roger's still in the top 10, if I'm honest. I think he's clinging on and he's been very fortunate with what they've done with the points, but he's going to be losing a lot. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. I can't see him picking them up either. So, uh, yeah, did you want to go over some of the, uh, I think there were some statistics as well. Ooh. Well, I wanted to have a look at Rafa's stats here. So it's important to have a look at what Rafa's been doing on the hard courts. Let's see how viable it is for him to go to the City Open and win a tournament he doesn't really play in. I think he's ever played in before. Um, and you can see there some other events in North American hard court tournaments. US Open, obviously, he's done very well. He won it in 17, won it in 19 as well. Uh, Toronto, he won it in 18. And then Indian Wells, he got to a semi-final. Oh, no, sorry. Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah. sorry. Indian Indian Wells, semi-final. Montreal, he won that in 19. So he's defending a lot of points there. Uh, and then a semi-final, obviously, in 18. So he's done very well, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're honest. He's got four titles and he's got a 31-2 to two win-loss record. Um, and that's in his last six tournaments. So pretty good. Yeah, but for, for really people good. saying he's not a hardcore player and all, he's this and that, and he's finished, and he's never going to win this. He's not going to win that. There's not many players on tour with a 31-2 record. So, shut <laughs> up. It's, it's, <laughs> it's Rafael Nadal. At the end of the day, this is the the level that he brings to the court, and uh, we expect nothing less from him. Only the well, the top top players can really get one over on him. I was just having a look back uh, at that 
Toronto final, I think, from 2019, which was obviously they didn't play it in 2020. But he played Daniel Medvedev in the yep. final. He got all the way to the final, and then he got beaten, got bageled in the final by Rafa. So that's the sort of level that he brings to the hard courts. He could still bagel the world number two, uh, well, the current world number two, on on hard courts as well. And Medvedev was the in-form hard court player, really, on tour. So. Yep. And as Almino says, he's great on outdoor hard. It's more indoor hard, I think. No, not this again. The old indoor-outdoor uh, debate. Yeah, and we well, we know that uh, Medvedev better on outdoor hard, but look what happened to him against uh, Rafa. So, I mean, I just think it's subjective. When you get to finals, that's when the big boys, they, they step it up, really. So let's have a look at some of his other... Stats. I know that you've sent this one over to me. I'll just make this one a little bit larger so you can see all of it all in one. Maybe I'll zoom it out a little touch. Right. Yeah, this is a good uh, a good account to follow if you don't. Um, it's the oh, tennis talker. Not not a bad account for some good stats every now and then. And you can see here the second serve points won on the hard courts in their career. Rafael Nadal has the highest, and we've spoke about this a few times on the podcast. Usually followed by a double fall from Rafa because <laughs> it doesn't. When we when we say he's got a great second serve, he just double faults because that's just the the curse of of game to love. But he's it. The, the, the stats don't lie. Only Fed well Federer second. You have got Roddick there in third, and Djokovic is way down in fourth. But well, I'll probably say very. He's joint third with Roddick. Uh, but Nadal fifty seven point four percent. Pretty impressive. Yeah, he's always good on the old stats, isn't he, Rafa? He pulls out a few uh, ones you wouldn't expect. That second serve, though, it's been one of the most consistent second serves on the tour for the past. <laughs> until recently. Yeah, and, yeah, until that little spell that he had earlier this year. where it was Well, just... not earlier, until the last time we've been seeing him, all of this year. It's been a bit of a theme. He's struggled on the second serves, and he's been hitting a very uncharacteristic double faults. Yeah, I guess we didn't really get to see him. Uh, we didn't get to see him at Wimbledon this no. year. So we've sort of had a little break from Rafa. Now he's back. Maybe he's been uh, polishing that second serve up, ready for the hard courts again to keep that percentage going on the second serves. I'm sure he will have been working on it. He can't keep playing with that dodgy second serve. It, it's just sending all of his fans into disarray, having to watch that style of Rafa performance. He's having to come back from the depths against players you wouldn't really even expect sometimes. So don't make it harder for yourself, Rafa. Yeah, it's it's already difficult enough when you get a little bit older. So you just need to just make sure that you just have all your tools working properly. So yeah. let's just hope he is. It's mental. And some other names on this list, Montero, mm. I find that's a bit of a shock one. And Marta yeah. as well. Some lower-ranked players, sort of more challenger level. Uh, well, I don't know, spending some time with the big boys there. Ah, it's nice to see, isn't it? There's yeah. a couple of those challenger players. Something to, something to keep in mind for when we do some watch-alongs. I'm sure we'll, we'll cross, a, cross paths with them a few times. We know they're very good second servers on hard courts. Indeed. <laughs> we'll come back to that. I'm sure we'll reference that again throughout the uh, throughout the next few weeks and uh, as the hard court season goes on. What was the next one? Was the next one just the Rafa picture, wasn't it? Well, this is just a bit of uh, Rafa joy. He's spreading some joy to the fans, and there he is, smiling away. Outside the White House. Look at the White House. Looks very different, but I remember it. Um, But, yeah, it's a very... No, I think you don't have to go down anymore, mate. Oh. There's nothing more. That's that's the Senate building. (laughs) (laughs) uh, 
But yeah, he's just loving life. And go up to the caption because it's quite good. Well, at the top. Yeah, if, if Don yeah. Rafa on the Dow says that's the White House, then it is. But obviously, <laughs> he took a picture outside the Capitol building and he called it the White House. But I think he's allowed to do whatever he wants, isn't he? Look at him smiling. You can't hate on that, can you? I thought it was St. Paul's Cathedral, mate. They've got the same top. Thought it was in Paris. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, well. At least he brings a little bit of comedy to the tour as well. He always has a good sense of humour, Rafa. Maybe he did it on purpose just to uh, get everybody uh, talking about it. And just one thing, Patrick saying, where's Sampras on that list? I actually know that. I think he's 22nd, but he doesn't make the list. But I actually, yeah. I, that, was a, that was something I wanted to know as well. Um, so yeah, just yeah was yeah. on there, wasn't he? Courier was on there. Yeah, all these Americans. He's just out, job. just a bit, a bit lower down. Uh, do you want to go on to? Was that everything on the little thing? I think that, that was everything. I, the only yeah. other bits was just literally I was just looking up the the winner or past winners of the Masters that were upcoming, and obviously we know I just already mentioned that it was Nadal uh, who defeated Sitipas. Uh, in 2018, defeated Medvedev in 2019 in Toronto in the Canadian Open. Yep. And then I went over to Cincinnati, and obviously we know that's for the next uh, big tournament after that. don't know why they've done it the opposite way around on here, but, yeah, it's going from the top downwards. <laughs> it's uh, Djokovic, obviously, the winner yep. there, beating uh, Milos Raonic in the final. There. I remember covering this, mate, on the podcast. We covered it to the death, that Cincinnati tournament. Yep. It was a really fascinating event. Um, I think, it's, is it where they closed the roof and opened it against the Gut? They had that issue with the roof against Batista yeah. Gut and Djokovic. But then the final, Raonic's come out the trap so fast. We were talking about the fact that he was looking amazing all tournament. Um, but then he just crumbled like he always does. And the head-to-head just suffered there. Yeah, indeed, mate. There, uh, that's a, just a like little showing, so you can see what was happening there. Obviously, Raonic, she had a great tournament, knocked out Andy Murray after Murray knocked out Zverev, and then he just went on a little bit of a ramp. I remember Kranovic, yeah, he was looking very good as well in that tournament, wasn't yeah. he? Who was it that he knocked out in the in the early Team. rounds? That's it, exactly right, mate. Yeah, you got it, hit it on the head. Yeah, brilliant tournament, that one, though. Full yeah. of upsets, full of uh, exciting tennis. And, well, it's big server versus the wall in the final, and the yeah. wall prevailed. So, yeah. Right, well, back, I don't back to the City Open. I think we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. But we'll be doing a watch-along later on tonight. Uh, it's going to be midnight our time for Rafael Nadal, Jack Sox. So make sure you don't miss it. Uh, hit the bell on the channel to find out when we go live. We'll be covering... Rafael Nadal back in action on the hard courts. And I'm super, super pumped for it. I love the Spanish flag out, maybe a beer in hand, uh, getting ready to see if he can advance and ultimately win this tournament. Because as we've said, it is a bit of a must win for us. We really yeah. believe he needs to win this one. Yep, the Nottingham Nadal, he has gone through already against Marcus Giron. So Cam Norrie is into, I believe it's the last 16 already. We've got, Dimitrov, Vashka, they'll be playing uh, in the well in the second round. M- uh, Mackenzie McDonald, uh, Mackie, he knocked out Nick Kyrgios. 
And uh, look who's joined us, mate. <laughs> but should we, it's the king has arrived. I hadn't even got his, his button ready, mate. I'm gonna have to put it in, but I'll just well, put it while I'm I'll let you get the button in now. I'll just give him a shout out. Shout out to the King Leon for the super chat. Good to see you back in the chat. Long time no see. Um, yeah, we've been covering a lot of the tennis, so good to see you back. I also want to give a shout out to Thomas Rock as well. We did see your super sticker earlier on. Uh, apologies, we were talking about something else, but shout out to you, Tom. Cheers, but Tom. I think the big thing about this one is the King Leon now is taking the gold medal. Oh, no. Right? <laughs> so Dragon 7, all of his efforts, and he's going to be in the silver medal spot. Obviously, we're going to be stopping the Olympics um, medal podium finishes. What's it? Uh, so I think when the, when the Olympics finishes and we're going to do yes. a special... At the end of a podcast, we'll have the podium with a picture of all the players, or no, all of the all of the GTL fans, and the place and where they where, where they got it. And Ben's going to do some cool graphic for it, hopefully. Yeah, mate, I'll be working away behind the scenes trying to get that one going. Uh, I'll just go quickly through some of the other matches. Obviously, we had Jensen Brooksby. He's a uh, the youngster who's looking great again. Knocked out Francis TFO and set up a really exciting matchup with Felix Oja Aliassime in the next round now. That yeah. one's exciting. I think we could see Brooksby upset Felix in this matchup. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you probably agree as well. Oh, Felix- definitely, mate. I think Felix looked a bit shaky against Seppi. I think he lost the first set and then come back. And he's lost to Seppi a few times. Felix can lose to anyone. I, f- I feel bad to say in that, but he just does. He's not that consistent whatsoever. Quality player on his day. I'm just going to the chat here and we've got everyone saying the King's back. Wow, the <laughs> King Leon. Almino, we are not worthy. Uh, Snell calling him Benzema. We're not sure who the King Leon is. There's a lot of fear is going out there. Um, and people saying it could be Sid to pass his dad. But <laughs> I've seen some wild. I've seen some wild ones. Like but let's give him his moment. The King Leon has arrived. Indeed. As the fireworks go off in the night sky for the King Leon, indeed. Thanks very much. Really appreciate every donation that you send in. Uh, One of our patrons of the channel as well. So really appreciate you and everybody else who donates to the channel. Mate, one of the other big... Dragon 7 as well. I feel sorry for you. But a silver medal is still a good, good spot. Well, it's still not over yet. It's still not. He's gone quite. <laughs> got quite a uh, hefty amount. He might want to try and uh, attack and get there before the end of the week. We've got some watch-alongs coming. So, the other big match I wanted to talk about: uh, Dan Evans versus Brandon Nakashima is sort of the standout match, really, of that second round for yep. me. Uh, I'm sort of disrespecting Sinner Rusevori a bit there, but for me. I think Nakashima now is showing the signs oh. that we were talking about maybe two years ago now. And I think his it, last win on tour was the US Open until this last run he's had. So it just shows he's been straight. He won at the US Open that time. And then ever since, went like a year, wasn't really putting together any results on the ATP yeah. main draw. I think he'd played some challengers, did a little bit better. It's just all come together recently. He's got to what a final in Los Cabos. He did very well recently as well. And a, an interesting stat actually I've got for that match with Dan Evans. I forget the exact stat, but he there's a he, he just can't deal with playing Americans in America on hard courts. He doesn't <laughs> beat them. So wow. it doesn't look great for Dan Evans. 
Well, uh, I'm sure he has, but it's recently that the stat was. It was like the recent, say, five, ten matches, whatever, he struggled. It's hard for me to know to cheer on as well because I'm such a massive Nakashima fan, but I'm a big GB fan as well. I'll just be watching that one. I won't be cheering in either on, but I just think that that one is... I think it could be a three-setter, but I think we could see the youngster prevail there. He's been to two finals in a row now. Can he make it three is the question. But I believe he's on Rafa's side of the draw, so we'll have to wait and see. Well, it could be a good semi if we get uh, Nakashima Rafa. Uh, School school him a little bit, but let's not get too carried away. Of course, we've got Rafa Sock tonight. Make sure to join us for that one. We're going to wrap this one up now. If you haven't already, guys, hit the like button on the video. Subscribe if you're new. Um, and we'll see you in about five hours' time for Rafa on the Dow back on court. Don't you don't want to miss it? Vamos, vamos. <laughs> see you guys. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.